0: Welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast where we discuss all things faith, family, and fun. I'm Joplin and I am here today flying solo as we are interviewing special guest Eddie Penny. Uh This week being Veterans Day, uh, we are really excited to have Eddie Penny on the show with us today. Eddie, welcome to the Joplin and Andrea podcast.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Appreciate it so my guess is that most of
0: our listeners have no idea who you are and uh (laughs) so what i'd like to do is just kind of introduce you uh to our people and just kind of walk through you know who you are and and let you tell us your story today your testimony and so um let's just start with man where'd you grow up at
1: i grew up in cincinnati ohio uh always always running around the streets playing in the woods and then when i was 17 i went into the marine corps
0: how'd you choose the marine corps
1: that is that's a good question i went to the recruiter i got pamphlets for the army the navy and the marines i think that was it and uh, i was looking at the pictures it was the pictures that really did like kind of decided for me (laughs) what to do And I was like, okay, I want to do, I always wanted to be a SEAL. So I was like, all right, I'm going to do the SEAL thing. And then I had a friend that I swam with in high school. He uh, went to Paris Island for Marine Corps boot camp. And I, his parents asked me to go down there and like, hey, do you want to go to his graduation? I was like, sure. And I was kind of pretty set on, I was going to do the Navy just because I really wanted to always wanted to, to be a SEAL. So I went down there, I saw the obstacle course saw boxing. So I'm doing the pugil sticks and the marching and all the guns everywhere. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this. So I made up my decision. I'm going to the Marines. That was it. So I did four years in the Marines and then somewhere in there, uh, probably about the two and a half, three year mark. I'm like, I want to go be a seal. So I switched over to the Navy, uh, had a one day break in service, switched over. And then the rest is the, my my last sixteen is the uh, with the seals.
0: And uh, what what teams with the seals?
1: I was with uh, Team Two. I did two deployments with them: one to Iraq, one to Iraq and Afghanistan. And then I moved over to Screen for Development Group, which is the team you know five plus one. So.
0: <laughs> and how
1: long were you with that team? I was, I was with them for. I want to say six years, five or six years, I believe, and then I did a training uh, billet the last three years, and that that ended up my twenty years in service.
0: Well, first of all, thank you for your service.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it. It Was it was an honor.
0: Thank you for your service. Uh, What and what do you do now?
1: So I have a security company, and I also do motivational speaking. Or try. I mean, it's really kind of. It started out with just like amping people up for whatever their goals are, because I've, I've learned that a lot of people are afraid to take that first step and to accomplish whatever goal they have. Uh, and now it's kind of helping uh, helping transitioning military guys coming out, talking to them and just trying to give them some pointers like, hey, this worked for me. This did not work for me, or at least point them in the right direction for whatever path they're uh, they're trying to do so kind of juggling multiple things. Um, I guess you could say I probably have ADD of some sort. So it's like, got the security stuff going on, motivational stuff going on. It's just fun, you know, just always switching it up. And um, I'm really loving the feedback into people. It, it, it's so funny. My mom, when I was a kid, I was always like, for, for Christmas, what am I getting? What am I, 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 I. And then she's like, Eddie, it's, it's more about what you give than receive. And I was like, okay, you're, you're not right. It's so much better to receive, but I, I get it. I actually talked to her not too long ago about this. I'm like, okay, all right, mom, you were right again. It is so good to just feed back into people and see the product and see them do well. And it's like, it's awesome. So that, that's uh that's a, a big, big goal for me and big mission. It's just like, okay, how can we help each other? Because it I helps you it. too. It helps you too. You know, it's just all encompassing. So
0: All right. So uh, we've never met before today. And so I'm a little nervous about some of the questions that I want to (laughs) ask. But man, I've got you here. So listen, I'm a pastor. I've been a pastor for 20 years. And um, this podcast is something me and my wife do um, really on the side, but it's connected to our faith. Uh, A lot of our listeners are people of faith. And there, there are questions that I actually have. There's not just like like when I'm asking, I don't know what the answer is, and, and I've I've wanted to know and I've wanted to ask, and so um, I've got a lot of questions about faith as it relates to um, not just the military, but specifically combat. Um, a lot of the you know the ops that you've had to experience uh, in years of special forces. And so, um, it, it, w- w- one of the things I've noted—I don't even know where to start—but over the years, I've noted people respond differently. I mean, I've dealt yeah. with veterans before, man. That 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 are are just complete. It, it seems their world is is ripped upside down, and and they're they're. I hate to say it this way; they're just never normal again. And then I've seen guys that have been through years of of stuff like yourself that come out on the other side different uh, I'm, I'm curious the role that faith plays in all of that i'm curious um you know in, in what portion of his faith what portion of it is you know being prepared on the front end and and what portion of it's having the right people in the back uh, i'm curious what's the role of the church in all of this so let's just start with you personally like um through your through your military experience, where were you at with the Lord? Where were you at in your faith? What role, if any, did God play in your life through your years of active duty?
1: Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna jump back to when I was about seven or eight years old if that's okay. Sure. Um so when I my my parents went through divorce and one one night I, I woke up uh sweating just woke up in my bed and my bed was on one side of the room, and I looked over to my left, and I have a bookshelf there. And this, this sounds so weird. I think I might have said this on, like, one other podcast. It's in a, in a book that we have coming out. Uh, but I saw Jesus, and I saw him in his white robe, and he was very transparent. He had flo- his flowing hair, like what you typically would see, you know, um, a picture of Jesus. And you could see through him, and it was, it was so peaceful. Uh, And I never really went to church. I think my mom took me to church a couple times. I remember it because if you were good, everyone got vanilla wafers as a snack at the end. And I got too hyper. So they would (laughs) give me an apple. And I was like, this sucks. Um, So I I do remember that. But I just, after this encounter, I, I didn't want to ever go back to church. So I see him and I'm very peaceful and it's kind of illuminating my room. So there's just like this glow and then I'm just kind of like taking it all in. I'm really not saying anything. I'm not screaming for my mother. I'm not scared. Uh, and then it disappears. He disappears and it goes pitch black. I mean, pitch black. There was no light from the window coming um, right next to me. There was no ambient light coming from the hallway because my door was open. Uh, and I was scared. I was scared. I was so freaking scared. I've never been that scared of my life to this day. Um, I mean, I can picture it all. And I was not dreaming. And I tried to say, I was I was trying to say mom, mom, but I was like, and then like with each attempt, it'd be like, m-m-, and it would get a little bit more. And then finally I got enough courage to get up, dart out of my room and then go into my mom's bed. And I believe she has like, are you okay? And I'm like, yes, yeah, so I just want to go to sleep, covered my head with covers. um, and, and this is somewhat embarrassing to say, but kind of tells you how serious it was to me as a seven-year-old and all through my, like, I guess you could say years at school I slept with the covers over my head until I was a sophomore in high school wow I scared I was so scared I remember one time being in middle school I a friend that I met um at school uh he, he's like hey you want to spend the night I was like because we always used to spend the night always would spend the night at someone's house they would sleep in mine so I went over that I did not know that his father was a pastor and so he had like a cool loft area. So we're like, yeah, we're sleeping up here. So I'm taking my little bag up there and I'm going up the stairs. And to my left is a picture of Jesus. And I like, you would have think that someone just tried to kill me or something, but I was mm-hmm. like, I don't feel well. I went to the phone. Cause we didn't have cell phones. I called my mom. I was like, please come pick me up. And, and she's like, why? I was like, mom, please come pick me up. And she picked me up and, you know, and that was it. And I don't even remember if I told her why. I don't, I don't remember being very vocal about this. I just kind of kept to myself. But I would always like think about just watching TV that Jesus was going to burst into the door, take my mom or take me away. And I would never see my family again. Don't even ask me how this even happens. But that's what happened. Um, it's crazy. So we, we we go into the military and, you know, you're, you're doing risky ops, you're, you're face-to-face with combat, um, evil, you know, as as I like to say, and you're getting shot at, you're shooting and all that stuff. And, you know, you're riding the helicopters in and yeah, I had the thought of like, please protect me, please protect me and not realizing that I'm sitting there to myself, praying to God. Uh, but I didn't, he wasn't, uh, I didn't seek him. I didn't open the, I attempted to open the Bible a bunch of times and I was so scared. I I was so scared. And I remember in a past relationship, uh, we would go to, she she was a Christian, she would go to church on Sundays. And I was like, please drop me off. And I would go to a bar and watch football and have drinks while she went, because I did not want to step foot in a freaking church. I was so scared. Uh, and then... Life happens. Uh, the military happens. Uh, you're losing great guys that you fight next to. And, you know, just the stuff starts compounding in your brain that you're not taking care of because you're because you're, we're tough guys. Right. We, we don't need help. We're fine. Right. <laughs> don't don't yeah. let me be vulnerable. It's a bunch of crap. Um, but um, I was drinking a lot. I was popping a lot of pills just to numb everything. I couldn't sleep a night. It, it was just it was really bad. It was really, really bad Uh, and it got to the point once where I remember picking up a pistol and I didn't put it to my head but I like was looking at that pistol and I was I just had like a bird's eye view of my kids coming home uh, which I had custody at the time and just seeing their father with their his head you know filleted open and I just put it down I was like what am I doing what am I doing so I had a lot of hard time with my relationship my current relationship and she recommended this boot camp which was a wild at heart by john eldridge i'm sure you've heard of him out of colorado oh
0: i so, love wild So that's heart. what it, that Amazing. that was the camp
1: i went to yeah so okay and I, didn't, I didn't know anything about anything i didn't know anything i remember getting there like all right where's where's the booze where's the beer where's the wine where's the whatever i was hey, kind
0: Qu- quick side note before you go on to this yes so Wild at Heart by John Eldridge, um, they, they do these camps, but they're, it originated with a book that he wrote in the 90s. And to this day, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not kidding about this. I gave somebody a Wild at Heart book a couple weeks ago. It is one of the, the absolute best resources ever created at understanding the way God designed the man and i I've, I've i have read the book about four times i like to do it about once every five years it ignites a passion in me for the the manhood that god has created in the heart of every man and i did not know this i mean i, I have heard your story before i did not know though or i just missed it that it was a wild at heart camp and so i'm, I'm gonna turn it back over to you but anybody that's listening. Listen, if you are a man, I don't care if you're a Christian man or just a a man that's not sure what you do or don't believe, you have got to get Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Read the book. It'll transform your life.
1: I have to agree with everything you just said, and it did. It wasn't John Eldridge proper. It was satellite like we did the whatever, but it was so good that I ended up doing like I did four or five more. So I think I did like five total, and I did one. Where I went down to Houston to actually see him in person. I went down there by myself, which is not me, but yeah, it's man, that dude amps you up. But so we're, we're sitting in this, and the first one, we I, you, you know, you talk about father wound. You talk about all right, we're made to be the hero. The woman's pot is this. this talks about like um, every story, you know, there's a hero, there's a princess to be saved, there's a love story, right? There's a villain, yeah. and, and all these things. And he does a great job by using movies because when I grew up, like you talk about Christianity in which John Elders talks about, you think about Mr. Rogers and and it's such a, I'm like, I, I was never turned on because I've always been like a warrior or, or, you know, but thinking that the war on the battlefield was a real war, which it's not at all. Um, but I remember him saying that, like we, we, Picture this person with a nice button-down shirt tucked in, got some loafers on, some nice slacks, and we're just like hugging everybody, and everything's fine and dandy. But then he shows like William Wallace from Braveheart, or Russell Crowe from Gladiator, like the real warriors that are out there fighting. And it's a it's a gospel story. It is. I was, and it just clicked in my brain. And um, until. It came to the point, like, all right, we want you to go outside and pray. And I was like, Whoa, what? <laughs> so I was like, I'm here, I'm going to give it a hundred percent. And I went out and prayed, and I, I did the questions that they asked, and it was like just like these step after step after step, just like things just started happening like internally, and like I was on fire, it just felt hmm. so good. It was a relief that I haven't had for <clears throat> ever in my life, especially being in the military, I was never feeling so at peace. Excuse me, got a little bit of sniffles here. Uh, But I, but I remember just the feeling that it brought. And at the end of this camp, you kind of put down like on a piece of paper, the things you want to get rid of, like mine was like lust, drinking, comatosing myself, so I don't feel anger. I mean, just the, the list goes on. It was actually probably one of those receipts, you get a Walmart that are freaking nine feet long. <laughs> That's all the stuff I was trying to get rid of. And you kind of get out in front of people and be like, Hey, I really need to work on this, which I've never done in my life. And it was so relieving to tell other men because they're telling their stories. I mean, we're all going through this stuff together. And you just don't, at least I'm, I didn't think about that. I thought I was like, I'm I'm the problem or not the problem. And and throughout another thing that happened after I put it in the fire, uh, what I was saying for that couple of days is like, I would really like someone to come pray for me. I didn't tell anybody. I just said it in my brain because I, I would just see the power of somebody to pray for him, And they were just like, dude, you start breaking down. Like each class, dude, just start getting taken out, like start crying and they're, they're finding relief. And I'm like, am I jacked this jacked up? Like, I don't, I don't, I'm not getting anything. And then like the final day I got freaking like just like sledgehammer across the face. It was so beautiful. Uh, at the end of the fire, this kid uh, comes up. He was probably 23. I think I was 32 at the time. And he comes up and he goes, uh, do you mind if I pray for you? And I just blah, lost it all. I was done. I was like, please do. He prayed for me. I lost it um, in the most self-contained way possible because I wasn't yeah. Ready to go full vulnerable just yet, and uh, <clears throat> so that was really cool. Talking to that guy for a couple hours, uh, and he's like, "Cause he, he, I, I guess he kind of figured out my story because I went there with my uh, fiance's brother. He was kind of one of the leaders. I was running the show, so we kind of talked about. it. He's like, "Yeah, you should really tell about your testimony." I'm like, "What's that? I don't even, I don't even know what that is." And um, so we just we talked for a little bit more, and then the next day. They, you know, they, they, the worship music. I remember it was Jason Redmond's 10,000 reasons. The song came on and it was like, the music was amplifying throughout my body. I was oh, like, I love it. Arms up. I'm like, what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> like, I could just feel the beat. It was just, it was rocking my soul. And, um, <clears throat> and then at the end, they're like, Hey, we want to talk about a couple people. And one of the things uh, they were like, Hey, the, who helped out the most who made this happen? The, the, um, the little camping area that we're using, we, you know, we gave them a little something and then like, we want to uh, recognize the one that we believe changed the most. And they called, they called my name. I'm like, this ain't going to be me. Cause I haven't really talked to anyone and they called me up there and I was like, what? And, and like they gave, they gave you this pin. That's like this, uh, this pin never goes anywhere. It's like, it's uh, this wood is from, uh, from uh, Israel, Israel. Yes. It was from there. And like, it's freaking. I was, and there I go again, start crying again. There we go. Vulnerable session number two right there. Um, and I, I was just like, what is happening? What is going on? What is going on? What's going on? So that's like my first gift from God that I can, I'm, there's been plenty, but that's the first one I'm like, okay. That's awesome. You. And um, so we, we go home and I'm driving back from Oklahoma city area to Tulsa and I'm calling my fiance and I'm trying to tell her about the weekend. I get about two, two sentences out i'm in tears i had to hang up the phone <clears throat> and i was just like finally get to the point i was like i will talk to you when i get home i can't talk anymore i was just crying the whole way home happy tears it was yeah. tears of joy it wasn't anything and going back to my childhood story if i if, if you remember like when i saw jesus i was I, everything was fine it's when that darkness hit me that I freaking was done. Like I was scared. And I and after reading about spiritual warfare, the difference between good and evil, the unseen world, and and believing that a hundred percent, I know that the devil just freaking worked me for about 32 years of my life, and he will no longer get to play with my brain or soul.
0: Praise the again.
1: Lord. And that's that's exactly what that was. I I I see it clear as day because I thought about it and that was it right there. I just got played. I got played. I got played really, really good because that pump is good at deceiving. He's very yes. good, but um
0: what he does not anymore,
1: not anymore, not anymore.
0: So let me ask you this. <laughs> um, clearly, obviously, that's a defining moment in your life where yes. it where where it's like there's an awakening, and until you've experienced it, it's a I mean that's the best you can explain it as you did, but it's more to be experienced and it is to be explained, but there's an awakening. And uh, here's one of the things I know, cause I experienced it in my own life. And then I've been doing what I do now for 20 years. There's a, everything changes. Mm-hmm. And then some stuff doesn't. It's like, everything is new, but I'm still me, but I'm not me. I'm a new me, but I still have. And sometimes there's a honeymoon phase where it's almost like everything is just I'll never be the same again but the reality is you know we've lived life we've had scars and some things take time to change and uh one of my first questions for you is like what what are some of the things that like they were just different even if it was feelings inside that you 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 weren't really living out yet like And maybe there were some automatic changes like hey we're going to church every sunday what were some of the things that were very different and then what were some of the things that started to pop back up that it's like man i've got i need help overcoming this stuff
1: um lust was a problem the internet was a problem and that took a while to break it, it got, but that's where you, that's where you bring in your accountability. Yes. That's where you bring in, all right, I'm putting this in place and it got to the point where I had to put, I think it was called covenant eyes on my stuff and send mm-hmm. it to someone. So Great I program so I wouldn't do that stuff and it worked and I've been free for years now, which is, which is great.
0: Good for you, Uh, man.
1: Yeah. I I could have learned like 56 different languages probably if I would have took that time. And, um, and and I'm not proud to say, but man, it's just, I'm big into transparency and, and I know that's a huge problem across the globe. Um, and it's, Hey, I I was a victim. I I was a victim in, in, in many categories. Um, I don't, um, the big thing that we did was I started going to church a lot. Uh, obviously when COVID happened, we, we, we know, we would do different things. Uh, but I, I, I want to address this. When I, when I was going to wild at heart, they like, they, they talked about like your next steps. Like, what do you do? And I don't know if I just received it wrong or, but it seemed like there was uh, so much to do like, Hey, you should probably think about tithing. Okay. 10% of your earnings to, you know, the church or, or wherever, uh, to give back to God. Uh, join a life group, uh, volunteer your time at church. And that, and I'm like, and it just kept going. I'm like, that's a lot of stuff. Like, is it really this hard to be a Christian? And then I'm like, after like processing and, and thinking about it and I'm like, no, it's where your heart is led to go and to do, that's where you need to us as individuals need to be obedient and go do that. So for me, like my first step was tithing out of all things. Like for some reason, hmm. I need to tithe. I need to tithe. And, and I tithe. And I didn't do it out of, I have to do, I did it because I wanted to do this. Yeah. I did, it was in my heart, like I'm supposed to tithe. So that is what I'm going to do. And I've never been led to go direct parking at a parking lot. I've never been led to do certain things. Like my wife and I just got led to join a life group uh, about two months ago. So that was our our next step. So it's just like, I can see that people can get so overwhelmed by like, you should be doing this. You, should, right. you shouldn't be doing anything unless your heart tells you to, just because someone tells you you should be, if they said you should listen to your heart, I would be like, yeah, you're a hundred percent right. Because we're all different. Like you were led to be a pastor. I'm sure there is a great story behind yeah. that. You just didn't wake up or maybe you did. I don't know. So, but no, then your no, heart our
0: story behind right? it. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. So there's, um, and that's, and I don't think that's for everyone. I think that's like God saying, Hey, this is where I need you. I need you in my army. Like, this is where I need you right now is to bring more warriors over. And, uh, and, I, and, I, and I, I think the biggest thing here is we don't realize that we're like on this battlefield. Everyone's like, you know, they put battlefield in, and I used to think the same thing. It's over overseas, like in Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever wherever the bad guys are, right? The, terror, the terrorists are. But man, when your feet hit that floor every morning, your battle just started for that day because you are going to get hit with this. You're going to get hit with that from the kids, your spouse, your job, uh, the guy cutting you off in front of you uh, driving to go get some food. Like that's our battle. And I, like I've said before that spiritual warfare, we've got to be ready to fight it. And that's where that accountability comes in. And what are you doing daily to deter that and defend it off? And that's why I've just been trying to figure out what do I need to do to make me a better me to build my kids up. And obviously with the help of my wife, like she's my biggest accountability. Uh, but yeah, there's, so many. My life has changed so much now that I'm a man of faith. But I, I would, I would be lying if I said it was a, it was a, you know, just a, a switch. It was right. definitely not a switch. Uh, there is that high. I felt that high a few times, but I'm more of like on a steady high, like just knowing what I need to do. And it's just like anything else. Like if I was going to go be a mechanic, I might learn how to take off a tire or something very simple, like pop the hood. And then by a couple year two, I can be taking all kinds of stuff apart, and you just learn as you go. Yeah. just—I think a lot of people get pushed back, but they're like, "I just don't get it." Okay, well, you didn't get a lot of things in your life. How, I mean, you just didn't pop out and start walking. Yes, you had to crawl, you had to yeah. roll over, you had to crawl, you had to walk. Like we have this process. Like that's faith. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? Exactly. And, Absolutely. And, and if you watch. You get little God love nuggets or whatever you want to call it, like God hugs or whatever you want to call it. Just like all kinds of stuff. It's crazy. It's beautiful. It's the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my in my entire life.
0: So I've got a couple of uh, questions that I want to ask before letting you go today. Um, but first I want to take a little detour. This is totally unscripted. Um, eddie and i didn't make any plans on what we were or weren't going to talk about and we've never met each other before now but i just feel led to do this do it <laughs> and so i'm going to set it up and then i'm going, to, and then and then i'm gonna i want your i'm gonna ask you some questions all
1: right
0: our ministry our church um is a very male driven church and it's it's one of the things that has been noticed and said frequently by new people coming into the church and while i'm sure there's a few people that don't like it the people that have said something to us about it they love it they're like man you guys got men leading here you've got men leading there you've got men singing on the stage you've got men playing instruments and we are not anti-woman but we have we believe in embracing god's given call to men and the church for so many years and still today in a lot of places it is it has been ruined by what i would call feminism so god god has designed men and women different we are uniquely different and we both have our roles and it's not all the ladies' fault, by the way. It's a lot of deadbeat husbands who won't lead their homes. I, th- I, this isn't a slight to women. I mean, thank mm-hmm. God for the ladies that have stood up and said, I'm going to lead my home spiritually. I'm going to take my kids to church when dad refuses to come. I'm just making the point, And it's just, I mean, it's a t- statistical fact that in most churches, coast to coast, it is a most of what is happening is led by the ladies. Men are very passive. They're not involved. They're not part of the process. And what happens is, is a man comes and he has that exact same feeling that you said, he might use different words, but it's like, this is kind of Mr. Rogersy. This is very feminine or weak. Um, and uh, it just doesn't appeal to the male nature that God has placed in his heart. And one of the things that that we have worked hard to do is embrace God's given role for men. And that conference that you went to, it teaches these simple basic truths that there's a warrior inside of all of us. You know, uh, there, there's a reason that boys want to play Cowboys and Indians. There's a reason they want to climb up on the roof and jump off and break a leg. There's a reason for that. And there's a reason girls want to generally play with dolls and be the princess because God created us different. And what's happened is that the church has lost sight of the way God designed us to be. We're warriors. We're supposed to be. And what we found is that when we embrace that, it's, it's unbelievable the number of men Who have actually come to know the lord jesus christ because there was this connection like wait so there's not something greatly wrong with me i don't have to give up my manhood to be a christian i don't have to decide i'm going to become weak and passive to be a christian and my guess is that when you heard that message it resonated that like look you can still be you, man. There's a lot that you're gonna to need to repent of. Like you, you need you're gonna repent of your sin in your life, but being a warrior at heart is not a sin. You don't gotta repent of that. Right. You don't not only do you not need to give it up, man. The church needs warriors of men who are courageous, who are unafraid, which you've got right there on your shirt, to just stand up for what is true, no matter what it costs us to stand for the word of God, to stand for Jesus. And it there was never anybody that was a greater man than Jesus. You look at the the torture that he went through at the cross with his mouth shut. There has never been a better tough guy than Jesus.
1: Oh, and
0: perfect. so I set that up to ask you the question, how did how did that help soften your heart to like, hey, maybe I, you know i i god does want me the way i am and how did that break down walls you hearing the truth that god's not asking you to be weak he's not asking you to give up your manhood he's not asking you to never be a you know a warrior of a man how helpful was that for you
1: it was very it was very helpful i gotta go back when i I got out of the military or stopped deploying because i got custody of three children i i got custody of a 10 10 month old a boy diaper, he was in diapers, a five-year-old girl and a 10-year-old girl. And I was going from savage mode to deployment to deployment to taking it to the enemy, uh, to daddy daycare, I like to call it. Wow. And I I my mind was blown. Like it would that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire life: was take the role of dad and mom. And I did it for almost 10 years. I did it for pretty much 10 years, raised those kids, um, two are out now, Uh, but it it was the hardest thing I've ever done. So like, I have a respect for like the single mothers or the single father, like a whole new respect for a a different view of like the dads that go to work, they come home, let me watch my game. Yeah, I want to, yeah, (laughs) no, like totally different view of all that stuff because of those. So I believe I went through that stuff or got put in the position For certain reasons, it it made me, because I was too much of a warrior. I was too much of like, man, 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 but like on the battlefield warrior, it made me learn about things like empathizing and emotion. And I can't talk to my daughters the same way I talk to my men on the battlefield. I can't do it. I I, I tried it. It doesn't work well. I promise you, anybody listening, it does not work well. Okay. They're not little soldiers. Um, So, having being said that just to like paint a little background here. Yes. I believe that society and a lot of churches, I'm not going to say all the churches. I think some churches are doing a great job. Yeah. They water down the warrior that we're supposed to be the way we were built internally from when we came out of the womb, we are yeah. we are here to fight. That doesn't mean we go fight, punch things, shoot things, or, or right. slash things. It means we fight the day-to-day activity that comes in when, somebody brings up something that that is not just and you can just look around what's going on in any media news and see exactly what that is. And, and from what I from my perspective, all I see is a lot of people like, we don't want to offend anyone. So we're not going to say anything. We're just going to open our arms, kind of bring it in. And we'll just like, push that over and then worry about something over here. Oh, God is so great. And we're not gonna stand up for that's wrong. In my yeah. opinion, that is wrong. You need to stand up and I've heard so many times, I'd love to say that, but I can't because of my job. I'm like, that's not okay. I think, I believe yeah. we need, to, I'm not, I'm, I, I think you need to use your voice. And now there's a tactful way to use your voice, but you just shushing it and saying, oh, we can't talk about that. I think that's, I think you're taking the easy road. I think that's, that's pathetic. Yeah, I, I, I don't respect that. and And that's not where change comes from. Change is not going to come from because- the people that do open their mouth, they get change. And if you want to look at the little very, very minute percentages in certain communities, you can see who's getting the change and who's not getting the change, the the silent ones. You're, you're just going to get trampled yeah. on. And yeah. that's not what we're called to do. No. Um, I, and that's, that's, that's Eddie's personal and belief, but yeah, we need well. to stand up.
0: But here's the thing. But it's not what God's called us to do either. And I think that's what no. a lot of men need to hear. <laughs> and and I listen. I thank God for women. I've seen God anointed women. We've got them in of our course. church. Women are fantastic. But God did not design women to be the protectors of the home, the protectors of the culture, the protectors of the community. It's our job as men to do it. And it's, and, and and it is. And as part of that warrior spirit of fight that God's put in us, and you know, Christian men need to know. God's called us to lead the front on this thing. It's it's our job to be protecting our homes, protecting our children, protecting our schools, protecting our communities. And I think one of the things that turns off so many guys is they have this misperception that to be a Christian means, like you said, you just look the other way. You don't say anything to offend anybody.
1: That needs to stop. Yeah,
0: nothing could be that's further from okay. the truth. That's, that's, that's not, not okay. authentic Christianity. Real Christianity okay. are, are men who love God, man, they love people, but they hate the enemy that wants to destroy this world, that's out to destroy people. And we recognize we've got a God-given role to stand up and fight, not people. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's like you said, it's not about going out and punching people in the face. That's not what it's about. But it's it's also not about laying over, laying down and letting people roll over and, and destroy our homes and our communities. It's our job to stand up and speak. So,
1: 100%. I just want to touch
0: on that. Hey, a couple of quick questions before I let you go.
1: I got real um, quick, though. Real, I just want to interject on that one. Like, yeah. We are the protectors. We are the protectors. But I'll tell you what, man, those women, our spouses next to us, they make or break us for sure. Yes. <laughs> like we need that support more than anything. It's just like the combination. We're all designed differently to come together and seriously kick some serious butt. So, but yeah, yeah, we, we got to quit this being little, little babies uh, about certain things and coddling everything, it, it is, it's is—it's a disgrace. It, it's like, it's not right. It's not right at all. Like, oh, I don't want to stir the pot. No, stir the pot. What did no. Jesus do just about every Sunday? <laughs> yeah, you we got were, it. He was stirring the pots. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so um, listen, whether it's military or not, you know, I've, I've known people that have been through a lot of um, difficult situations in life, trauma. We all respond to trauma differently. Somebody has um, been through trauma. Uh, maybe it's it's war. Uh, maybe it's drugs and alcohol. And, um, you know, they've just seen people hurt sometimes by their own actions. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and, and they're thinking, hey, God couldn't really change me. Like I've crossed the line. I've done too much. What would you say to that person if they're listening today?
1: I would say the voice that you heard where God cannot save me is the voice of the evil one. That's what I would say. First and foremost, uh, you got to realize there is good and there's evil. And it's like on Tom and Jerry, when you got a little angel over here and a little devil over here, that is reality. That is what you are getting. You are getting those evil voices. You are getting the good voices and you need to learn to discern which is which um, it, it all could be done. Anything could be done. Can't is not a word and it can all be done. You just need to stop getting in your own world, and you need to reach out and at least let one person that can do something know what's going on. Just start talking to people, and and I'll hey, I'll be that voice. Um, but yeah, you need to be reaching out. And I was that same way. I would just keep to myself. I became a little uh, hermit. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I do not want to go anywhere. But you got to go out there. There's stuff. And the relief on the other side is so freaking beautiful and it is so worth it. It's not going to be an easy road. It's not an easy journey, but none of your life, chances are, has been. Uh, There's a lot of people that have seen, especially what the two decades of, of war that we just came off of, a lot of people seen some horrific stuff. They smelled horrific stuff and they've got these vivid images stamped in their brain and it's not going to go anywhere chances are Uh, but there is a lot of things that you can do to make it better to allow your brain and get in a correct mindset of where you need to be and just move on like okay that was that and that was real that did happen and that was sad or that was great or whatever it was but life continues like that that's that's a battle right there's there's all these battles and a huge war your life is your war I always like to look at it and we've got these little battles, the, the conflicts that we just got out of, those are were, those were battles. Uh, yeah. And there's there's bigger and better things going on right now. Like there there's more, trust me. Uh, the battle is never going to stop. It's going to be a daily thing. And if you don't take on the initiative of being that warrior-like mindset, you're going to get trampled on. You are going to become the prey. And we don't want to become the prey. We want to be the predator and we want to take out evil. That's that's our mission, I believe, uh, as Christian is we're not this defend, defend. No, we freaking, we strike. And yeah. when, we, when we see it, whatever it is with a kid being bullied at school, that, that could be where we go strike and figure it out. Okay, like, all right, we need to co- have a conference to figure this out so we this can stop, whatever it may be. Uh, but yes take the initiative go find help there are so many resources uh, and there wasn't 20 years ago there's a lot more right now and they can go to my website eddiepenny.com, and there there is places on there to ask those questions and we can get them to the right place as well
0: awesome so. awesome thanks for that resource of course um and then hey man this is uh veterans day week uh, thank you for coming on, and making the time here on Veterans Day thank, week. Thank for you for me. your Appreciate services. Um, you want to sign off with any final uh, thing you want to say to our v- veterans and current serving military?
1: Yeah, I just want to say a thank you to our, our past, our present, and the future ones that are just waiting to ship out. Like that, it takes a huge initiative, uh, a lot of courage to go do that. And just if I can give you one piece of advice. Maybe, maybe two, always make the uh, right choices. And two, it's for the men and women in our country. That's what it's all for. It, that is what it comes down to. It's for the people in, in, this, uh, in this great country. And we have a great country compared to the other ones around the globe. That would be my message.
0: Hey, some of those guys out there might be wondering, hey, great, man, you found the Lord. God gave you the peace you needed after your years of service. But I'm gonna, you know, that's how I want to do it. So I want to wait until I'm done with all this military stuff before really getting my life right with God. What's your take on that, man? Do you wish you would have come to really know the Lord sooner? What, 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 what do you want to say to that guy right now? That's he's thinking that.
1: Mia, when, when's the best time to start a diet?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Right, right then and there. Right then, uh no, I would say then you'll need to wait for the service because it, it's it's God judges you off your heart. He he goes off your heart if you're. I, I get asked this. I, I've I've shot a lot of people. To, to I've, I've I've shot several dozen, um and I've been asked like, do you feel bad about it and. No, I don't. I believe you're we fighting a real war. My heart was in it. And I had I had a talk with um, a pastor who was who was actually a Blackhawk down, and I asked him about it. And we, we talked. He's like, it's judge off your heart. You could have two individuals in a firefight. One could have a malicious intent, and the other one could be like, I am protecting the guys and the people next to me. And I'm over here, sent by my government to protect my country, and it's it's different. I believe I believe that God judges you off your heart and. You're there to protect and to rid evil. That that's a little bit extreme than what we have back in the United States, but uh, no. I wish I had God. I wish I had God like in me from the very beginning. I would. I would. I would be so much stronger, make wiser choices, and I could help people sooner. So yes, no. Right now, that's that's a great time to start. Right now.
0: Yeah. Amen to that. Hey, you said something. I thank God that you got that advice from a pastor. I've I've sat with a handful of people that have asked similar questions that, that were either going into war or it's a come tough home question. from war. <laughs> it's a tough question, but Hey, he was absolutely right. And people need to know this. It is about the motive of the heart. Of course it's possible to be fighting on the right team and still have the wrong motive. And listen, if you're listening and, and that, that is you, you need to understand God can forgive you of that. There is nothing that any of us have ever done that God cannot forgive you of. But it's also important that you know it is completely and entirely possible to be fighting an enemy in a very real legitimate war and death happens in war and yet not be um, sinning against God in doing so. And i've had people have had a hard time with that you say what about the ten commandments and i don't i'm not have time to go into it this morning anybody that wants more details on it seriously shoot shoot us an email at joplinandry.com and i'll give you a full explanation but what i will tell you is what what, what we're dealing with in the, with the ten commandments and not killing is not a matter of war i mean god sent israel into war where people died it, it is about intent it is about malicious intent it is about selfish intent and it is entirely possible to be a great soldier to be a great warrior in the military and still do what you do with a heart that belongs to god with the right attitude and the right spirit and so a hundred times no i say it over and over and over again no you don't need to wait to get out of the military to get right with god there's not something wrong (laughs) It just makes me mad when people feel that way. There's not something wrong with being a great soldier in this, the greatest military on the planet. In fact, these are the type of men that we actually want out on the battlefield. People that have a heart that's ruled by God, people that have a conscience that's ruled by biblical principles that understand what they're doing has to be done, but that are doing it from a, you know, a spirit that is not controlled by anything that's malicious, and um, anyways, that's my quick little rant on that. Eddie, we really appreciate you coming on the show, Thanks and uh, man, appreciate your story. You're such an inspiration. I do hope that somehow, some way, there's some folks out there that can be inspired to just know. Doesn't matter what you've been through, doesn't matter where you've been. God can save you. God is great. There's no greater life um, than truly embracing who God's called you to be. You men need to know that when God calls you to Himself, He's not calling you to lay down the very nature that He put in you as far as simply being a man, being a male. And there are certain instinctive things that God put in there because they're meant to be employed into His kingdom, brothers and sisters. They're not meant to be checked at the door when you walk in the church. No, we need real warriors of the faith. And so, Eddie, thank you for being you. Thank you for using your voice. To uh, honor and glorify God and thank you for coming on the show today
1: thank you it was an awesome conversation I appreciate it thank you